hello, hello, and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk about all our favorite good and bad, sometimes sad movies. Wow. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you? I'm alright. She was mad at me earlier. <laughs> like, not even 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I don't have to know that. You'll enjoy it during the editing. <laughs> I'm keeping it. So, uh... Like we said for... Well, I was going to ask you something. It's well, the new year. It's 2023. It's well, January. Okay. So... Something like that. <laughs> it's January. Do you have a New Year's resolution or anything? Probably to keep working out as much as I have Oh been. my god, same. But also, like, I know that's like everybody's though, right? <laughs> but also, like, definitely want to prioritize... Like, keep doing this. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah! This is a lot of fun. And when did we start this? June. June? Well, we started recording in June, but I didn't start posting until, like, like August. Like, late August, early September. Weird. And then, yeah. And then I was going to try and get, like, a card. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> no. Because we found somebody. We found... Because the first joint we ever got, we got it from Pride, and these girls shared it with us, and it was really... We had a whole joint to ourselves. Like... That mug lasted, like, a month, by the dude, way. Dude, the way we weren't smoking, we were sick. Saving that shit. Because, Christian, we didn't know when we were... But back then, we only need, like, one or two puffs to be good, bro. Because <laughs> the last time Sahara had smoked was, like, in high school. Well, a little before. Whenever I'd go hang out with my friends, I'd smoke. Like, I was spending the night with them, I would smoke. Okay. Because Gio got that. Oh, yeah, your friend's rich, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, but now we got... We know a guy. And he's super cool. We love it. Um, but, yeah, that's where we've been getting it from. We made those edibles last. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We had, like, a whole bag of edibles. We loved it. Uh, we, we were figuring out, like, okay, what's better for, like, sativa or indica? Yeah. The answer's indica. For me. Guys, Christian has ADHD, so, of course, indica's gonna make him, like, uh. <laughs> Wait, wait, uh. Skate, uh. <laughs> all right, but is that all for your New Year's resolution, then? Yeah. Okay. I think for mine is also, you know, staying at the gym. I get that that's everybody's, but, like... Me and Christian, like, in May, we started going to, like, the gym, like... Twice a week, Yeah, we were going twice a week. But then, like, around we're o- going October, October there, yeah. we kind of, like, stopped going. Yeah, we stopped going. Granted, we were busy. Yeah, we were very busy. And then, now that, like, school's over, you know, we started going again. And, granted, it's the holiday, so we haven't gone. But, I mean, we went when we were on vacation. Yeah, we went, like... You went twice. I, I did go twice, yeah. And I essentially went twice because mm. I went like I went to the workout uh-huh. and then I like you know like went skiing for yeah. four hours, so yeah. that's a workout in of itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I really want to like work on my back and my legs more. I want to get faster with running, guys. I can run three miles, a little over an hour, like an hour and five minutes. That's not bad. I know, and I want to get faster. You know, because I can reach a mile every like 16 minutes. But again, you know, I'm only running a mile and a half. I can run a mile and a half Mm -hmm. and the rest I'm walking a mile and a half. So it's three miles all in one. Yeah. So and I'm really trying to build up to running to two miles Mm -hmm. and then walking. Geez, Sarah, don't spoil your whole workout regimen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but I really want to work out my back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my back. I want to help you with your back and arms. You just never let me. I just hate, hate picking up like, like I hate doing weights. I hate weights. I love it, dude. I fucking hate it. I think it's so boring. 
Like, I, it's more boring than just running. Dude, learning, I'm like focusing on like so many things at once because I'm like, oh my god, I'm tired, and I'm telling myself to keep going. Oh, the music's really good, and I love it when I'm listening to a song and I really find a rhythm in running. Like, I get fast. Four minutes in, haven't even mentioned the movie by the way. <laughs> we not even the name. Of the, anyway, last week we said that we were going to be watching. Dune, the 2021 sci-fi adventure, Dune, or presenting in the film Dune Part One. Part One. Part. Do you know when this when the book for Dune came out? 1960 something. 65, I believe. Which makes me think, because I kind of figured that the guy who wrote Dune, I thought he was like, I don't know, like T. S. Eliot looking ass. You know what I mean? 1965. But yeah, but you know, like a T.S. Eliot looking kind of dude, like that's how I thought that person would look. But no, I, I kind of vision him as like a hippie, like, God, this is so good. So I watched when, when the first Dune was about to come out uh-huh. or maybe like right after yeah. this YouTube channel I like to watch. Mm-hmm. I've shown you them. You just don't really care for them. Yeah. But they like do like animated like explanations of like mm-hmm. stuff. Like uh, it's usually historical or mm-hmm. like pop culture, but they yeah. do, but they have like a, they have a literature mm. like series that they do. That's really cool. Or sci-fi. They have literature and they have sci-fi. But sci-fi, the very first one they did was Dune. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, when like they started doing this, got to remember it was like the 60s, uh-huh. like most science fiction came out in the form of like serials, like in like magazines or or volumes or whatever. Like never really the whole work. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, they did have books, you know. Yeah. But like re- a lot of early writers got their start then. Oh, wow. And so uh-huh. Frank Herbert, he, uh, Dune initially came out that way. Like the first few chapters uh-huh. were like Serials on like a magazine. That's a good idea. Oh whatever. I can really tell though. And you know th- what I mean. People were already subscribed to them. Yeah. And the magazines needed people to fill up the pages, so he yeah. would just do pa- chapters of his. I book. feel like science fiction but, is such a hard to sell. But you know like I mean? when he tried to like get it published, like uh-huh. full thing, a lot of people were like, "It's too long, huh?" Yeah, th- yeah. They're like, "This is too long, dude." Yeah. He eventually did get someone to publish it, and the dude was like, "This is a this is a gold mine, dude." Really. He published it, and they did really well, apparently. Okay, guys, like, I fucking hate sci-fi. I can't sit through it. I can't, it's because it's too much information thrown my way. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. I fucking love Dune. Dune was so good. Dude, I fucking love Dune. Like, and I, okay, so when I was a little girl, I was, I lived with my dad. All right, I lived with my dad. Ooh. But I live with my dad. They don't, they don't care, man. Just tell them, tell them why this why this is relevant. But we used to watch this movie all the time. Not, the th- not one. this one, but the but the, yeah, the nineteen eighty four one. Oh my god! Literally nineteen eighty four. Dude, I watch. I would watch this film, and I'd be like, "This is scary." It scared the shit out of me. It does look like it is scary. so scary, and like so literally. I, was like, what? I know, and I couldn't tear myself. Away. It was so good. They pay me in Williams. <laughs> Anyway, the movie directed by uh, Denis Villeneuve, uh, um, screenplay by John Stop. Spates, De- uh, also Denis Villeneuve, Stop. and Let Eric me Roth, do it. Let me tell you what other movies he did. It's based on Dune, the book from 1965, authored by Frank Herbert. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what other movies he directed. What you talking about? Okay, so Dennis also did Blade Runner 2049. He directed, Nine. He directed that shit. Bitch. 2049. <laughs> he also did Arrival. I tried to get you to watch that movie, and you're like, this is boring. Yeah, Arrival and Siscario. Honestly, this movie kind of gives off Arrival vibes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, dang, where's Amy Adams, bro? Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? This film is starring for the first time on this podcast, Timothy Chalamet. 
That is the only man I can cheat on my husband with. I have full-on permission to have sex with Timothy Chalamet. Okay. I just don't care. She's going to cheat on me, by the way. (laughs) If our podcast ever just ends abruptly with no explanation, she cheated on me with Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) Ladies, that means I did it. (laughs) It's okay, baby. I love you and I value our relationship. I would never tell you about it (laughs) okay so he's also in call me by your name bones and all which came out this year and little women have you ever seen any of those movies i have seen two out of the three i bet you have shut up (laughs) i know like call me by your name is really problematic right now but that movie is so fucking pretty oh my god if i could live anywhere i would want to live in that movie it's so gorgeous okay (laughs) just okay and the music is phenomenal you literally just like timothy chalamet because of the okay the peach thing so fucking sexy bro you just no no no. i loved him even in interstellar don't even go there okay because i saw that movie and i thought the movie was so boring but i was so excited when he popped up on my screen i thought he was cute as hell Mm. and i was so happy to find out that he just kept going you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i mean he's definitely one of those faces that you're like okay he did one movie and then he moves on with his life but no he kept going Mm -hmm. good job for them they're not nepo babies yet but i just know their family's rich they are yeah i bet they are the last name like chalamet i'm pretty sure his name is timothy okay timothy his uncle was a that doesn't count as a nepotism his uncle was an actor writer director and producer that's just like my uncle on my mom's side, you know? I don't know that how. Okay, and his aunt was all a television writer and produ- producer. Turn turn your phone off. Guys, I'm sorry. Okay, people be wanting me. Who? <laughs> Who? He was an interstellar? Yeah, I just he, told he you that. I literally just told you that. I know, but that. you said that, and I like... Like, the, it wasn't clicking in my head. <laughs> it's not clicking, Steven. It's coming from inside the house. <laughs> Shall we move on to who else stars in this? Yeah. Okay, Zendaya! Woo! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, I'm so pissed off how they advertised her like that. They advertised her like this girl was in the starring Zendaya, okay? You know it if you read the book. Starring Zendaya. You, this part doesn't happen for that long, okay? In the Okay, because I watched the 1984 version. This is like a second, literally one second. Everything is just inner monologue, Christian. Like, they're telling me in their heads, like, oh, yeah, so this happened, so now we're here. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, all right. And then, like... So Zendaya is in this. We know her best as Rocky from Shake It Up. She's also Shake in. Shake It Up. Why are you laughing at me? Because you're funny, bro. I'm alright. She's also MJ in Spider Man. Rue? When was this? <laughs> Euphoria. And she's also in The Greatest Showman. But who. But did you know somebody else is also. In this movie, who's in The Greatest Showman? Who? Rebecca Ferguson. Huh. I know, bro. I love her. Okay. I love her. Can I be honest? Yeah? She looks kind of scary. <laughs> I think she's so sexy. Are you kidding? She is so hot. Dude, she's hot to me. That's that Icelandic fucking features, bro. She is from Sweden. 
Like she's definitely like the white bro, like, that, that's like, the, like that's Narnia. That's the white witch from Narnia. She was bro. on a British television miniseries called The White Queen. Oh my god, she is in that! I've never seen that show, but it looks good as fuck. Oh my god, I want to watch it so bad. Guys, tweet at me, email me. Is Guys, that show tweet good? At me. Guys, is that is that show good? It looks good. I want to know. I I used to watch when I was twelve. I should not have been watching this, but when I was twelve, I used to watch the uh, Tudors on HBO Max. That was my show, bro. I fucking loved that show. Okay. That shit had me wrapped up by its little finger, bro. That and uh. What she was else? also in Men in Black International, the new one with uh. I've never seen it. With, uh, who was it? Fucking, like, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And, uh... Valkyrie? (laughs) Tessa Thompson. Valkyrie. Literally Thor, but in suits. You know, it just now hit me that Tessa Thompson is awesome in that movie. That's why I said that. Why would they do that? They have good chemistry, I guess. Oh, gosh. Was this before or after Thor? I need to know. Did they shoot this before or after Thor? after it was made in, like, 2019. Like, the Thor she was in, though. Yeah. Also, Tessa Thompson always looks like she knows a secret. <laughs> you know what I mean? She looks like she knows a secret. She's like... I know Is that mean you know. to say that Tessa no, Thompson looks like... No, yeah, uh, both the Men in Black International and... Uh, oh, yeah, it came out. Thor Ragnarok. Anyway... Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017. So, the, the thing was shot first? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Like, look at these two. Come on. Nice. I never saw that movie. I never saw it either. I that knew- and R.I.P.D. That has the same vibe as R.I.P.D. Not and even Free that. Guy. Okay, same so vibe, there, bro. There are movies that flop, yeah. and there are movies you see the trailers for them. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of trailers for mm-hmm. them. Movie comes out, you do not hear a peep. No one says anything, and it's because no one went and saw it. They have nothing to say. Like Babylon. <laughs> arguably. Arguably. Babylon. Though. I loved Babylon. That movie was amazing, dude. I put that on my personal Twitter account that I lo- thought it was like arguably like the best movie of 2022. <laughs> oh yeah, Christian got a nemesis, bro. Dude, some guy got beef with me. <laughs> me and Sahara were in an empty theater, which kind of says a lot about the marketing for Babylon because mm-hmm. like that was opening night. I think it came out Christmas Eve. Actually, we went like did it. Yeah, it came out like Christmas. No, we saw it Christmas Eve. It came out the on day December twenty third. Yeah, it came out the mm-hmm. day before Christmas Eve, and we saw it, Christmas Eve Eve, if you will, <laughs> and we saw it on Christmas Eve, and there was no one in the theater. But like, uh, granted, we were in Utah. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but like, so I took a photo of like the title card when it showed up on the, uh, and I posted on Twitter with my thoughts on the movie, and I thought it was really good, and some guy tweeted at me. And he was like... Don't dox him. No, I'm going to dox him. That's his problem. Don't, Christian. Don't, Christian. No, but literally, he was like, uh, this is the most annoying fucking person or whatever. Can you people... You, he like deadass said, like, you people. Like, can you people not, like, take photos? I was going to post LMAO, because I saw that too. I was going to post LMAO yeah, at he, the bottom of that, but I didn't want him to be like, oh, yeah, he you said, send your wife after you. He said, can you guys stop fucking taking pictures during the title cards? Both times I went... Both times I went to see Babylon. This homie got six hours to kill. Both times I went to see Babylon, someone's flash went off during the title, most distracting thing on earth. And I, I just responded to the tweet. I just said no. And then he retweeted that or whatever and went off a second time. <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck you guys. This guy fucking owned me. Fuck. I've never seen a more elegant or well articulated set of characters. Fuck. And then he posted in like the way like 4chan is posted. <laughs> like, 
be me graduate from the school I went to be the mo- worst, most annoying guy possible in a movie theater at any given moment. Post it on Twitter to my 191 followers. It's 192 now, actually. <laughs> Get defensive when random Steve Martin Stan account interacts. Also, Stan Martin... <laughs> Steve Martin Stan account? Homie, you couldn't pick any other actor. Steve Martin? No. Got him, boys. And first off, I just want to point out... This guy has this fucking letterbox in his Twitter or whatever. Oh, we have a letterbox. Okay. I don't know how to use it, though. I don't <laughs> <laughs> he has his letterbox in his Twitter account. And I went to it, actually. He rated David Spade take the hit five stars out of five. I've never seen that. These are just like comedy shows. Like David Spade, nothing personal, also five stars. Um, he gave Nomeo and Juliet two stars and wrote, <laughs> and wrote they should have killed themselves. <laughs> Homie does not like... I love how we got from Rebecca Ferguson to Ho- Homie does not like fun. Homie is anti-fun. He's a nihilist. This movie also stars Oscar Isaac. He's also in Moon Knight, Ex Machina, and Star Wars. Star Wars! We also have Jason Momoa in Aquaman and Game of Thrones. Mm-mm-mm. And Stellan Skarsgård! Also in Star Wars! Really? He's in Andor. You just haven't seen it. That don't count. He is in Andor. I wrote that down. Fuck! Fuck <laughs> 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 you. Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe you should watch the show. But he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. And guess what else he's in, Ben? Guess what else he's in? Guess, guess, guess. Who's selling Scott's card? Yeah, what else is he in? And don't look it up. Guess, guess who's he in. We just saw a movie with him in it, didn't I know we? we did. What is it? Mamma Mia! Here we go again. The budget for this movie was 165 million, but broke 401.8 million. What do you think about that? It's really good. Dude. Triple. So, can you tell that the the success of this film is important for the next part or slash part two? Like part two? Yeah. Yeah. That nothing pisses me off more than like a movie comes out and it's I kind of like it. Yeah. And it's like a part one or whatever. Yeah. And then like it. It's like oh you. And I can't ever see part two. I, I, I am left wondering what part two was. No, like, don't tell me. Don't, like, don't be confident. Like, because now I have a high expectation. Release the six hour extended cut. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? No. Like, it's more like, don't, like, don't be all high and mighty. Like, you're going to have my money. Literally. Like, that has a high expectation for this movie to be good. You know? Literally. Because like, you're not tricking, tricking me a second time. Like, look, okay, Dune is, Dune is like one of those movies, like, we know what we're getting into when uh-huh. we go to see it. Yeah. Release the fucking six-hour extended cut. You want to sit there for six hours? I sat through Gone with the Wind in high school. I think I'll be fine. I also sat with Gone with the Wind. Ooh, aren't you special? Dude, didn't that take us, like, two weeks to finish? That's crazy. It was long. Dude, it was long. It was good. Dude, though. I don't know what it is about like old movies being long as shit. Because I know I could not sit through that. Because that it was, filming was, I feel like, a lot more complicated back mm-hmm. then. So I know, like, how long were they shooting? A fucking year. Yeah. Do you know how expensive film was back then? It was insane, dude. And it was all and film was like super flammable. So like, if there was ever a mistake, gone. Crazy. W- with the wind. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have nothing else better to do. You know what I mean? I think I have nothing better to do. 
So, did you know that this is the third adaptation of Dune? I forgot about the 2000 miniseries. I've never even heard of that. And I kind of want to watch it. The 2000 miniseries is kind of like the one I kept seeing photos for mm-hmm. when I was researching for this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they look scary. I've not never... Like, but not I didn't like even 1984 scary. No, I've only saw things from the 1980... Well, I guess I compared it from the 1984, but... Literally 1984. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you seen any of the others? No. At all? Not even no, 1984? Never. Guys, I grew up with it. It was my... Well, I got sidetracked, but I grew up with this movie, is what basically what I said. Like, me and my dad, we would just watch it over and over again. And I, every time I'd watch it, I'd be like, this is so confusing to me. Like, I get what's... I get it. I am a... 12 year old probably i was probably 13 or 14 like i was definitely not in high school but it was definitely young you know what i mean yeah i was probably 11 but i, I remember watching this i mean like you i have no idea what you're saying to me but you're scaring me but i can't take my eyes away you know what i mean yeah like i remember the things that happened in this movie happening in that movie for like 61 goddamn pages <laughs> I didn't read it. Let's see how many pages there was. Oh yeah, this might be a two-parter, guys. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even started. It's almost. Let's 30. talk about the poster, all right? Yeah, let's all right, all right, all right. <sighs> Dune, floating heads once again. We haven't had a floating head. This is our third time talking about posters, but okay, the floating head analogy got it. So, what pisses me off. Is it like this poster? It looks like a castle, so we know who the main character is and the supporting characters. And I'm like a tier system. It gets worse because, like, this movie poster would be infinitely better if you just removed every single person here. Uh-huh. Like, and get rid of the shitty, like, tagline, It Begins. Uh-huh. Keep all this down here. Yeah, get like rid the of, sand. Get, yeah, keep all the sand, keep all the sky, remove Timothy Chalamet, just have the letters Dune over, like, just sand. I'm sure they had that. They should have kept that. <laughs> or, yeah, at the very least. Because you know when you see a poster that's, like, way far away from now, but it's in the back? Because you know when you're exiting, like, not... So your theater's on one side, but then you're exiting through the other side, and you see in the back? That's a, that's that's a poster you would see. Yeah. And be not, like, and oh, we're that, getting like, that. They could, even, they could even keep, like, Timothy Chalamet walking across mm-hmm. the desert right here. Just get rid of all the talking heads. Yeah. Also, um... But it's mostly showing off what actors they have, you know? Uh... Who is this? Because I thought this was Duncan for a second, but that's Duncan. That's Stilgar. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Does he die? No. Okay. Um, all well, not the- in this movie. <laughs> uh, do you want to know about Duncan's character, like, in the books? How he, he dies? No, he gets reincarnated, like, over thousands of years. Cool. Like, he's, like, a clone of him is, like, grown in a tank, and when that one dies, he is regrown. And he's, like, the continual lifelong servant of him. That's really fucked. He he rules for, like, 4,500 years or something like that. Wow. Well, I mean, he kind of, like, wants to is the thing. Like, at first, it was, like, like the first one, it was kind of, like, under the control of other people. I feel like I should read this. I want to read this so bad, but it's so fucking boring. There are six books, and the seventh book only exists because he fucking died and his son and some other guy put to get, put it together I think That's I think crazy. it was his son 
That's my 2024. You know what? No, 2023. I'm going to pick up Dune. I'm going to read it. No, you're not. No, I'm going to pick up the first book, and I'm going to try and get through 10 pages a day. Or once a week. That's... 10 pages once a week? One, 10 pages once a week. i got to buy it first. How many pages are in Dune? The first book, okay? 826. You said 10 pages a week? 846? 826. You said 10 pages a week. That would take you almost two years to finish. A hundred pages, then. A hundred pages <laughs> a week. Okay. I could do it. All right. Because cause that's how I read sometimes. Like, I'll go from, okay, page 50. I only have 50 more pages to go. Because I used to read, like, a hundred books, like a hundred pages a day. By the way, there's an extra 50 pages of explanatory appendices. Oh, my God. <sighs> You're welcome. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick this up. Good luck. By the way, the second part's supposed to come out at the end of this year. Like November, I think. Uh, I was like, uh, like it, you mean like this year or next year? Yeah, this year. Okay. That's cool. Very nice. Very nice. Do you think this story had to wait to have its world be represented, right? Since, you know, like... The 1984 was considered a flop, and so was... Literally 1984. But, I mean, even the 2000s was considered too boring. Uh, I don't know. I think this movie paced itself really well, to be honest. But you mean, like, it had to wait to be great? Because, you know, like, if Star Wars would have waited till to be made till now, like, would... It would have flopped? You really yeah. think so? Uh, oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Wait for the special effects to be better? Like, wait for, like... I think what is good about Star Wars mm. is uh, its charm mm. and it, like the dedication. Because like, all the things you see in that movie are mm. like just small props, mm. you know? Mm. Like all the X-Wings or like on these clear sticks. And yeah. Even the title crawl, like it's not like computer generated, but they like actually did that. Cool. So, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's just that. Star Wars has like the same feel as like a fan movie, if that mm. makes sense. But it's, like, really good. A fan movie to what? Like, what Like exactly. what was before that? And that's part of it, too. Because he, like like I said, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, he based a lot of Star Wars on samurai movies mm. Lucas had watched. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, but I feel like with Star Wars, it's just... The time it came in, it was pretty good by the, the standards back yeah. then. But Do you think it's really hard to, like... I don't know, like, because Star Wars, and I guess Dune kind of suffers from this too, but like, when something is really good in the beginning, and then people will hate what comes after it, like, this only has to be the good thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so many people hate them, whatever Star Wars comes out with, you know? I mean, Andor is really good. Yeah. I really like the shows they're doing. Yeah. I kind of... Or are Star Wars fans just really picky? Star Wars fans are really picky. It's like the most toxic fandom, dude. That's crazy. Alright, that's it for all my questions. Do you have any questions? Defo. Alright, hit me. What did you think of... Just, I don't know, like the languages in this movie? Guys, we're gonna keep a counter. Sober Sahara, keep a counter for when we do Sober Thoughts of how many times we fuck up a name or a title... Or a saying. Because these words are hard as fuck. Benny Gesserit. Are you done? Paul Atrodice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
The language was hard, yes. I yeah, it was. I don't know. It was a bit of a jump, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. At least they didn't do the Avatar thing. What? Like, in, like, the original Avatar movie, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, uh... You, it kind of, like, showed them, like, trying to speak, like, their, the, the Navi's language for a while. And then, like, eventually they kind of just, like, transformed into English mm-hmm. or whatever. And we can suspend our disbelief, mm-hmm. assuming that they're speaking the Navi language mm-hmm. at this point. But then it's, like... Uh, they speak the Navi language. There's yeah. a point where it's, like... Yeah, where either they do that, or there's a point where uh, Jake is, like... I think he mentioned something, like, oh, I've been saying... Uh, saying it like for so long, it's almost like I'm like speaking like. Yeah, he English. said that in the second. We ha- we still haven't seen the second. Avatar. Yeah, but he's like I've been saying it for so long. It's like I've been speaking English, and we're like we didn't need to know that. We do not care. <laughs> we do not care. I think I like watching a movie alone without any people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like y'all bitches are annoying. <laughs> Low key, like I like oh my, especially in like a big movie like that, dude. I would go see. Uh, Fast and the Furious, one of them, one of them. And the, I shit you not, these people, it was a packed theater. Me, it was my dad, me, my sister, my grandpa, my grandma, right? Mm-hmm. Packed theater. We're all in a row. Packed, Literally. Yeah. How packed? Everybody had a seat. So oh, we yeah. looked down, and anytime something exciting happened, these two people who are a little bit further, but I could see them, they're like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, Chucky. That's wild. Like, dude, if I saw somebody that in theater, I'd be like, shut up. But it was kind of funny because, like, nobody it was... Nobody said anything <laughs> because it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, Dad, those people are really loud. And you said, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But like if they weren't screaming at like the inappropriate parts, but like when you're like, but you know when you see something exciting and you're like, damn, you know what I mean? But it was them reacting loudly in a public place. And I'm like, I think about them all the time and I'm like, Lord, I hope they're still like that. And God bless them. God bless them when they watch a movie at home. I love anybody who can give commentary. I love talking during movies. And that's why, like, I hate, like, I can't be like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Like, I want to be able to react loudly. So I was like, oh, my God, Christian, did you just hear that? And I'm like, yes, dear. <laughs> I am also in the movie theater. I am also in the movie theater. It's coming from inside. <laughs> okay. Do you have any more questions? No. Okay. Now, did you get into it? Of course. <gasps> Doom. 38 minutes later. <laughs> so we open with a goddamn heart attack. And it's basically an ex- ex- exposition of someone, like, speaking the language. It's already there. It's already there. Mm-hmm. Sardaukar? Sardaukar? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yes! So this is, like, this language is described in the books, and I guess it's the language of the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it is so scary. Do you remember that? Where it was just a dark, it was a dark screen. And all of a sudden you're hearing like throat singing and you're like. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, but it was scary. It was scaring me. I was like, I don't like this. Okay. Where's the sand? Where's the dune? <laughs> Where dune? Where dune? amazing bro how long was this movie like three hours it was three hours three hours and 25 minutes 
This isn't going to be a two-parter. This is a two-parter, you guys. So the narration tells us in that like language that dreams are messages from the deep. And I thought it was really spooky, but what did you think, Christian? It was kind of spooky, to be honest. I was like, <laughs> like I'm scared, man. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, huh? So then we hear another narration, and it's Zendaya's voice. And she tells us that my planet, Arrakis, is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see the spice in the air. Spice. So we get really gorgeous. See, views. she was in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. They fucking tricked me, bro. They fucking tricked me. Like okay. By the time we fully see Zendaya, it's like the last five minutes of the movie, and you're like, "So cool, awesome." So we get these like really gorgeous sand dunes, and we see these huge machines that are just rolling over it, uh, harvesting. We don't know it yet, but they're harvesting spice from the sand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, like these guards walk by with uh, like thick clothes and masks, and this huge like weapon just protecting it you know so obviously we know that these things are important yeah and then zendaya continues to tell us that at nightfall the spice harvesters land the outsiders race against time to avoid the heat of the day they ravage our lands in front of our eyes their cruelty to my people is all i've known so we finally see the speaker and she's wearing uh probably the most recognized it's zendaya okay (laughs) the most recognizable piece of clothing that we know and it's uh i can't remember what they were called but they're these suits, and they help conserve as much water as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, they collect all of your sweat. There's, like, a nose piece that mm-hmm. connects into the suit to connect moisture from there. Mm-hmm. And a mask from, for your mouth as well. Like, mm-hmm. they collect as much water. Would you wear this suit? If I, I mean, I feel like the alternative is dying. But I mean, like, if you had the choice, too. Like, on Dune? No, no, no. Say we were at somewhere, they're like, hey, do you want to try one of those Dune still suits, would you? Yeah, sure. Still suits? Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah, that's what Okay, still suits. Would you try I, one on? I knew it was, it was a little nice. Something even with the... Yeah. My, um, my little nose plug. Yeah. My nasal plug. That'd be so funny. That'd be fucking dying, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, she's wearing this. Uh, she has this protective uh, wear and whatnot. And then, like, her eyes are just, like, really, like, prominent blue. Mm-hmm. Like, like almost, like, glowing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You wrote here that, like, in the original, they were, like, super CGI'd in. It's so scary. They're, like... It's so fucking... Christian, when their eyes... I was gonna say, when their eyes turned blue, that scared me, though. It's because their eyes bled. I don't know how it's gonna look like in this Dune, but it was so... It scared the shit out of me. Like, his eyes had to bleed. And I remember asking my dad, I was like, what's happening to him? He's like, his eyes are turning blue. And I said... Because I wanted his eyes to turn blue because I liked the Freeman... But I wanted him to be a part of it, and I didn't like the other guys, so I was like, oh my god, poor Paul. Poor Paul. And I didn't know his name. I didn't know that was his name. Paul? I know. I was like, what in the... Because you're telling... They all have just normal names. What in the... And the reason their eyes are blue is because when you consume enough um, spice, they call it spice melange or just... Mm-hmm. Uh, spice or the or melange like on its own they mm-hmm. call them like one of three things mm-hmm. usually spice though mm-hmm. uh, when you consume enough of it you like become like almost like clairvoyant if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. like you have you like gain, they see visions you gain a heightened sense of yeah your so how we are now not no, I wouldn't even say that and, and, and I guess it affects your would you eyes. try it 
Also, Christian's like, I'm gonna see that. Dude, <laughs> dude, so literally, I pointed this out when mm-hmm. we first watched the movie, like, months and months ago, mm-hmm. but, like, I hate the trope in sci-fi where you get, like, a space drug and mm-hmm. you just call it spice. Because it's a thing in Star Wars, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate that. Why? I, I've seen What um, would you want it to be called? I don't know. Melange is fine. Mm-hmm. Just don't stop calling, like, space drug spice, you know? Because I thought they were harvesting actual spices that you, like, put on your food and shit. Okay, be nice to me. Be nice to me. Be nice to me, okay? Because you know how, like, everyone wanted the spices in our world? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Magellan and all that. Magellan and all that. Homie died. Yeah, but they were going for spice, though. They were. So it it was important to have. Well, they made it seem in history class that spice is important, you know? Like, only the rich had it, so it must be valuable. That's the only thing they were doing it for, Ben. Okay. I'm moving on now. (laughs) (laughs) You played a very important part in that. Um, (laughs) Also, so the spice. The, the machines are like, har- it looks like they're harvesting sand. Mm-hmm. Spice comes from these giant sandworms. Mm. Like, it, I, I guess it like sheds from them or something. Oh, wow. Or I don't know if it's just like, I assume spice is kind of like. Did you read the book, Christian? No, but I assume, I assume spice. So how be, do you know this? How I did you know it spice, came off the worm? Spice to be from sandworms, mm-hmm. to be like hair follicles and dust from us, if that makes sense. Ew. Like, we're eating like worm shed, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, I did my research before this. That's really cool. Because they 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 insinuate that it's like from the worms, and they said uh, I, think I they, never got. And there's that. a point. There, I never got there, that there, vibe. There's a point in one of the future books uh-huh. that it's like uh, they like start terraforming Arrakis, and they kind of like Loki kill all of the worms, and like there's like not enough spice left. Like they're running out of spice. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because the sandworms need sand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it won't. I won't get too complicated, uh, but um, I love it. I love that. Anyway, uh, but literally, and so the next scene we see all these like guys and uh, these all black suits, and the day tells us that uh, these outsiders, the Harkonnens, the uh, Harkonnens, that's one. Well, Conans, you can say they said both. Har- they said, Har- they Har- said Har- the Harkonnens. And Har- Harkonnens. They literally said the Harkonnens. Harkonnens theaters. <laughs> The Harkins Theaters came long before I was born. By controlling the spice production, they became obscenely rich, richer than the Emperor himself. We then see one of the men in all black without a helmet, and it's Glossu Raman, played by Dave Bautista. Woo! We then cut to Zendaya and her group uh, uh, scoping them out and whatever. And they're just like, oh, we, you know, like we can tell that they don't like them. And mm-hmm. We're supposed to be rooting for the mm-hmm. Fremen. And uh, we see a surprise attack and we watch a bunch of people just appear out of the sand mm. like the worms. I was thinking of Mulan. They're probably out of the snow. Like, like daisies. <laughs> uh, and, they're just, and they attack these men. Like they just appear out of the sand. And then we watch this battle between Zendaya's people and the rich uh, spice-stealing family. And Zendaya's group is, uh, you know, winning, sort of. And they're taking out the spice collectors. I feel like they're, like, the equivalent of, like, space garbage trucks. It's <laughs> not okay. that they look like. They look like garbage trucks. I guess. So then Zendaya's group starts losing because it's, it's a, a factory. factory. A bomb factory. <laughs> they're bombs. <laughs> Did you like that? <coughs> That's funny. Thank y'all. Guys, my whole purpose in life is to make Christian laugh. 
So Zendaya's group is the Freeman, and they keep just taking hits and hits. And so they run for like these crevice things in the caves. I guess they look crevice. like crevices. Like it's it's like a a thing that they can go through, you know. But she continues to tell us that warriors couldn't free Arrakis from the Harkonnens when one day, by imperial decree, they were gone. She asked herself, and for us as well as the audience, why did the Emperor choose this path, and who will, and who will our next oppressors be? And then we get a title card. What did you think of that? Whoop whoop. All of that. What did you think of all of that? I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Instead of just explaining, like, oh... And instead of just saying, like, oh, the Harkonnens have ruled Dune for centuries yeah. or whatever, we're actually, like, seeing it from, like, the people who just, like, live there's perspective. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, like, I think that... I mean, I get it. Like, it kind of sucks. But, like, to think that, like... That's, like, living in your childhood home and then somebody being, like... And the president's, like, okay, you can't stay here no more. Bye. Literally. And then somebody else is going to live in your home. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like that kind of exposition because it tells me enough... That I want to know more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is just the right enough. Like, this movie is so fucking perfect. Definitely. And I'm really sick and tired of the whole, like, the movie starts and I don't know what's going on and I'm a little... What's dis- happening? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it just started how the next scene starts, I'd be like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. You know? I don't know what's going on. What does he have to do with what that, that, that one scene with the... Before the title card happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... We cut to her beautiful baby, Paul Atreides. Not Paul. Played by Timothy Chalamet. I see dreams of Zendaya's ear. Same. You dream of Zendaya's ear? I dream of Zendaya's. I dream of Zendaya's ear. Back off, Tommy. That's a... That's a... Tom Holland's. (laughs) Back off, Timothy. It's Tom Holland's ear. So he wakes up and this cute little floating lamp gives him light as we see the year and it's... One zero one nine one. Ten thousand one hundred ninety one. Well, is that before or after us? Well, technically it's after us, but their calendar also kind of reset because, um, did I tell you about like, you told me there's something happening. Yeah. So like in the Dune, in the Dune universe, this is what I've been able to piece together from all my research because it's a very like dense, like material. They were us or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll notice in the movie there are, are people who with like weird abilities, mm-hmm. like who, th- there are some who just like know everything mm-hmm. called Mentats and whatnot. Yeah. Also in Fallout Four, there there's this like drug you can find that Fallout in general. There's this drug you can find that like gives you higher intelligence called Mentats. That's funny. Which I think is funny. That's why I know that. Yeah. But um. Uh, but. And the reason why that is is because, like, several thousand years ago, before the reign of the Emperor, there were these scientists, I guess, and they wanted to live forever, and they, Mm -hmm. like, transferred their minds into machines, artificial intelligence, essentially. Yeah. And they, like, basically enslaved humanity in the process. And then after, like, a few hundred, maybe a few thousand years of that, Mm -hmm. humanity kind of, like, revolted and destroyed them all and they were so now everybody's back to square one well not even that but it's more like they don't trust machines anymore like they don't believe in they call them thinking machines Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm. and so like they can still have like some sort of like technology i believe Mm. but like machines that can like think for themselves are like a no-no yeah and so that's why they have guys like Mm -hmm. the mentats who just just know information off the top of their head like they have to like it's like their brain is the computer if that makes sense 
We learn we're on the planet Caladan, homeworld of House Atreides. So I've been told by several people that the book turns people off because there's so many names and houses to remember. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the book just seems to be walked because it's a lot. Yeah. Like, it, there is no, like, soft opening into this or mm. stuff. There's no characters that explain everything. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, another set of eyes in this world. And you're just supposed to take all this information in and figure it out. Wow. I've also seen, uh, been told it's seen as confusing as well as reading. Like, it's reading a textbook through people's inner monologue. What do you think? I mean, I liked it. You've never read it. Oh, wait, what? The book, I'm talking about the book. Oh, sorry, you said that scene, and I thought you were talking about this thing before. No, I said I've seen people, oh. like, tell me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can see why the book would turn people off, and yeah. I feel like the only excuse is just because it's long and a yeah. lot. Like, there's no other real reason. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. Yeah. From what I've heard, it's just a lot. You gotta commit yourself to it. Yeah. Kind of like Game of Thrones, though. Mm-hmm. So we see Paul minding his business, eating breakfast, when his mom, Lady Jessica, played by Rebecca Ferguson, is like, she's literally like a dance mom, if dance mom was a thing in this universe. Like, she's very, like, doting over him, you know? Like, she's very, like, doting over him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, she's, like, very, like, kind of helicopter, but not as helicopter. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. She tells him he's glad that he's up early and that they have to meet the Emperor's, Emperor's Herald. And he must be fully dressed and fancy. Why'd you spell it like that? That's how it was spelled. Herald, like H-E-R. Yeah. A-L-D. That's how it was spelled. It's Herald like the name. That's how it was spelled. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Google be like... Oh, like the subtitle said that? Yeah. Weird. It's supposed to be Herald, like someone who calls, you know? Whatever. Anyway. And, uh, and Paul is, like, super whiny, doesn't want to go, uh-huh. just because, like, well, you have to because you're the only prince from your father, even though you're, like, kind of a bastard. Which is, like, <laughs> because the thing is, with um, his father, Lady Jessica is not his wife. Mm-hmm. That's his concubine. Yeah. And so he's not married at all, which I think is strange. Yeah. Like, he's not married at all, but he has all these other women. Yeah. Usually that's something that would happen after you get married, I feel like. I don't know. I... I men- I'm going to mention this later, but um, I looked it up, and basically he does it for, like, political gain. Yeah. Like, nobody has come up with the best price to have, like, him married yeah. to somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, after that, uh, that wine fest, his mom <laughs> makes him practice his skill, I guess. And, uh, what is his skill, Sahara? They can basically make people do whatever they want with their voice. Uh-huh. So, basically, they can do that is through the Ben Jezzeret. And it's like a cult, but for women. And Jessica is a part of this. And it, It's a cult, but for women. <laughs> so, it basically teaches uh, a Paul how to be manipulative. And do you know how dangerous that is to a girl with ovaries like mine? Oh, my God. By the way, the whole point of the Ben Jezzeret, they're... They, they practice... They're a political entity, but they also practice, like, mm-hmm. a religious um, breeding program. And their entire point is to try and get to this uh, superhuman, like, uh-huh. male uh-huh. heir of yeah. somewhere down the line. Yeah. And he's supposed to lead humanity into a great age. Mm-hmm. And what like was... Like Jesus. Yeah. And what was supposed to happen was Lady Jessica was supposed to bear a daughter. And that daughter would give birth to the heir, to the guy. The guy. God! 
Kai! Kai! <laughs> From Spy Kids 3 <laughs> to the guy. But in this book, not, uh, I think in the book we find, I don't know if it mentions that in the movie, mm-hmm. but in the book we find out that, like, uh, also, they can, like, they're so, like, clairvoyant and whatnot, mm-hmm. they can, like, literally choose the sex of their baby, mm-hmm. like, while it's forming. So she was she was supposed to have a daughter, so mm-hmm. she was going to have a daughter. She can do that. But she... That's so crazy. But she loved Leto. Yeah. Uh, Paul's father so much that she wanted to give him a son and did. And that's Paul. Oh, I thought she was being selfish about it. Like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let my granddaughter do it. I'm doing it. No, she just loved her husband that much and he wanted... I would do Husband, air quotes. And he, and he wanted a son. You. I would so do that for you. Oh, thank you. So and, what did you think of this scene of him trying to, like, get his mother to, like, pass some water? Pass me the water. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Fetch the water. <laughs> I think this scene was actually really cool. It was actually mm-hmm. kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, it could have easily been super corny, you know? Yeah. But I think the camera and the sound as well, like the audio, uh-huh. works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not quite working, you know? Yeah, definitely. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Someone downstairs yelling. It sounded like coughing to me, babe. Oh. I'll show you how to cough. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, so his mom teases him about like, oh, you almost got it, you know, uh, and she tells him that, uh, oh, you look like you've been having more nightmares. And we get like this cu- another cut of like Paul thinking of Zendaya. Ooh. Well, of uh, uh, her name's Chani. We don't know that yet. But we don't we won't get there yet. And uh, and it's like it's really quick. It's like a quick thought that he immediately pushed away because he doesn't know want his mom to know. But also, do you think his his mom can read his thoughts? I think so in a weird way i think she thinks she knows what he's seeing you know especially about because you know they have the they have that superstition of him being like the messiah or whatever and she thinks that so she must know what kind of nightmares he must be having because of the stories you know Uh he'll have nightmares is probably what one of the uh is what they're taught you know and she probably expects what those nightmares will be you know yeah so and he thinks Oh, I can't be thinking about this girl, you know, or because mm-hmm. my I know my mom will know because she knows I have nightmares and what those nightmares are mm-hmm. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just really love it. It's so complex. I'm just I eat it up, bro. Anyway, so next we cut to Paul. He's learning about Arrakis, which I think I thought was kind of a weird jump cut because it's not like they told him like where we're going yet. He's just learning about Arrakis. Yeah. He doesn't know that they're going yet. I know. Uh, and how horrible it is, and how well, maybe. Well, because no, he might know. We, don't we see like okay, okay. So before this, they would know that the Harkonnens got kicked out, so that would mean one of the houses was going to take Arrakis. So well, maybe knew, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, the Harkonnens. Anyway, and so, when she said, because he knows why the Herald's coming, he knows exactly why he's coming. When he got told that, he was like, "We're going to Arrakis, so I better learn now." Yeah, and uh, so he's learning. It's about, more like we got to put in the context, you know. So he's learning about Arrakis and how horrible it is, and how like, oh, life outside the cities are hostile, sandstorms, and uh, the Fremen are can survive out there, and they're really hard, tough and hardy. Yeah. And uh, we see Paul. He's looking through the books of like their sand outfits and trying to learn as much as he can about like the worms, who that they call uh, Shai Halut, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Learning all about them, and uh, here's where we learn that like the Fremen have blue eyes or whatever mm-hmm. because they're because they're exposed to, like spice day in and day out just by mm-hmm. being near the sand uh-huh. all the time. 
I'm sure they also can consume some as well, but like they're other like he he literally like like got a dust of it in the face mm-hmm. and he like tr- started tripping balls yeah. like in the movie later. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. And so um uh the director put this information here by the way because he thought the book was insensitive for implying that the whole tribe is addicted to spice by the way. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but like at the same time I mean like they probably are. Like that, they're like exposed to it day in and day out. Yeah. I feel like if you took them out of that environment, mm-hmm. they would shut down. Even to like a different part of like, let's say if there was another desert world. Rue? When was this? <laughs> when I got some day addicted again. You know she's scrambling. <laughs> you know she's scrambling. Run, Rue! <laughs> anyway, uh, we also learned that the friend. Christian, that's what she's doing to get that lady's money back. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck they got me on the desert? So we learn that the Fremen are, you know, they're dangerous. People think they're dangerous and unreliable. And we get another shot of Paul thinking about uh, Zendaya's character. Same. And so in this learning se- session, we learn that Spice is basically like a super drug that like helps people like navigate like spaceships and mm-hmm. whatnot. I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, it is weird how like we see them fight for it. Well, the thing is, I feel like. The Harkonnens were... They had the protection of the Emperor. Mm. Like, no one's gonna mess with that. Mm. Also, like, they're rich. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it's just weird, in my opinion, on why... Well, I think it's more like... Like, why everyone's fighting for it now. Yeah, 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 But yeah. at the same time, like... But I, mean, I was talking about maybe, like, the Fremen. I understand why the Fremen were fighting so hard. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just fighting because these people on my land, they don't live here. Get out, they you are. know? Well, yeah, that's only a part of it. But they're taking their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And I think it's more like, oh, we survive on the desert like this. You you, you can build things to survive off the desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, yeah, definitely. I don't know. But so we see Paul in his imperial dress or whatever, and his family and... Uh, uh, Stick to the bit. <laughs> yeah, it is Thanos, isn't it? <laughs> The guy who plays Thanos, I can't remember his name. But he's he, he arrives. Uh, you better stick to it. And you said he's like the Pope or something. No, that Harold came in in that dress. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the Pope. Anyway. That's a beautiful chocolate so, man. I've never seen skin so smooth. Yeah. So we see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you agree. <laughs> so we see Paul and his family meet the Emperor's Herald, and there's this huge formality between them, and they're throwing titles in the air like it matters. <laughs> And uh, so they come with a message from the Emperor, and the guys are like, oh, have you ever seen Shrek 2? I'm kidding, no. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> Anyway, and they're like, literally, so, as you've probably heard, the Harkonnens no longer control Arrakis, mm-hmm. and we're giving that position to you now. Which would piss me off, because I feel like Kaladin is their home world. Uh-huh. So, like, I'd be like, bro, why did we gotta fucking leave? Yeah. Give it to someone else. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want it. I wouldn't even think the entire family would have gone, you know? I would have thought, like, okay, so we have this. We'll stay here and we'll just operate from here. Is like, what I thought was going to happen. makes zero sense. Why does that make zero sense? I don't know. I you just... have to live there to, like, work for it? I don't know. I feel like you can just, like, designate. Like, hey, you, go do this. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally. Like, bro, the Emperor designate, designates me. I'm designating someone. Yeah. I, I leave in my ocean world for some desert. I guess. That is all. But anyway. But. <laughs> sorry I forgot to mention it. But if we haven't already. 
Lord Atreides is played by Oscar Isaac. And I'm like, mm. love that for him. Dude, they're using all that. They're pulling all the hot guys into this film, bro. His name's Leto, actually. Dude, he's so fucking hot. I'm like, Rebecca, I understand, girl. Give him a son. I, and they made a beautiful son. Like, that man is beautiful, bro. And he's in love with Zendaya. Oh my gosh. That means I have a chance of poetry. You're just down tremendously. Shut up, he's so fucking hot. Quick, commit space jihad. We'll get there later. <laughs> so, Leto signs that uh, he is the ruler of. Uh, I'm gonna say Arrakis. So Arrakis. Arrakis. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but everyone's like, "Oh, great!" And they're like, "I feel like that just means they know that." Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they know what's gonna happen, but it's also kind of just like, oh, "Great!" Now we gotta like live in this desert planet. Also, I wrote down like when I was watching this that like. It seems like they all know that going there is a bad. And I don't know why going there is bad. Well, the thing is, House of Trees and House Harkonnen have... Harkonnen. 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 They've had, like, a rivalry for centuries. Really? So I feel like they... they Also, in the book, like, Leto Atreides, he knows that it's, like, a trap. Yeah. He just doesn't know. I mean, I figured. I figured. He just doesn't know, like, how, like... Bad it's gonna bad be. Bad it's gonna be. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't know, that, like, how much the Emperor is involved. Really? Like, he knows, like, somehow the Harkonnens are involved. Yeah. He just doesn't know how deep this is, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. I'm sure he didn't... Because I thought that all the houses had a chance. The Atreides just got the short end of the stick no yeah if it was any other house i feel like it probably i don't know that that, that just begs the question because like the harkonnens were pretty rich yeah i mean the only reason this happened was because the atreides were also like getting like as rich as the emperor Mm -hmm. which i'm like what pisses me off is there are already organizations that are probably more rich Mm -hmm. like the ben jesuit and the uh spacing guild yeah like i don't get it like what's your problem i don't know Anyway. Probably because they all work for the Emperor, though. You know? I guess. Like, that's a, also a part of him. I mean, kind of just keeps the status quo. And yeah. I feel like the Emperor and Harkonnens really fuck that up. Yeah. So, next scene, we see, like, the House of Treaties, like, military. Yeah. Like, I know they're going with them. So, okay. So, I know they're going to, um... Arrakis. Arrakis. You even spelled it Akaris this time. I know. <coughs> and... So I guess they're all, like, we see, like, people, like, testing ships to go out into the space planet. Spice planet. Whatever. Spice planet. And we meet Duncan Idaho. And I I know that you thought this name was cool. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people, like, clowned on this name. Like, what? I'm like, they're in the future. What kind of name is Duncan Idaho? I think it's kind of like, you know how some people are, like, especially now are, like, oh, Marianne, Marianne Jameson. Like, that's, like, cute, you know? I guess. Like, it's very old, but, like, in a wholesome kind of way. I guess. And that's how I thought Duncan Idaho was, you know? You're funny. I just think that's really cute. <laughs> it's definitely like, oh, I like the name Idaho, just how some people like the name of Nebraska for kids. And Alaska. Oh, my God. I like Alaska the name of... Thunderfuck. <laughs> anyway, stand. so, uh, Duncan is played by Jason Momoa, and he's, like, Paul's, like, mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul's other mentors, but he's, mm-hmm. like, the closest one, mainly because I think they're closest in age, to be honest. But Paul asks, like, oh, Idaho, are you coming with? And I was like, uh, no. Oh, yeah, because he's going before them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, they're going, I guess they're sending people to like get started before mm-hmm. the Atreides family comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why Idaho's going. Yeah. So he's going ahead of them. He's yeah. going, but he's just not going with them. Yeah. Cause Paul asks, he asks like, oh, can you take me with you? And he's like, no. And Paul, Paul tells, uh, Duncan about the dreams that he's been having about like, you know, Sunday's character. And Idaho's like, okay. <laughs> and Paul's like, I saw, I saw you with them. And I was like, oh wow, it's my lifelong dream to find them. And the freemen. Yeah, the freemen or whatever. And he's like, the stream of your sounds like a good a good omen. Mm. And uh, Paul tells him that in his dream, Idaho was dead, fallen in battle. Womp womp. Rip the homie. Rip the homie. Idaho tells him to chill out and quit being angsty because, you know, I don't die. <laughs> and know. he tells him that dreams make good stories, but everything real happens when we're awake. And he tells him that I'll see you on Arrakis. So what'd you think of that? That was a really nice scene. Yeah. Very wholesome. Very I like their chemistry. Yeah, and so in the next scene, Paul goes to his father to, you know, like you know, say goodbye to the old place. Yeah. And whatnot. And uh, Paul asks his dad. Uh, no, read what I said. I'm not reading. I'm not reading all that. Okay, but I mean, like the way that he's dressed. He's dressed the same. No, he is not. <laughs> I literally said that he looks like he's about to walk Fashion Week for the Winter Collection, and it's kind of taking me out of the story. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, I know what you mean. That's why I said I'm not reading it. <laughs> You're funny. Thank you. But you know what I mean? It looks I like he's about to start mean. walking the runway, bro. He's about to start voguing, bro. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, he asked his dad to go to Arrakis earlier with Ido, and his dad's like, no. We'll be there in a month. He's like, why do you want to go now? And Paul's like, but I want to go to danger now. And his dad's like, you're my only living male heir. What happens if you die? And Leto's like, Paul, I need you uh, by my side because an Arrakis will face enormous danger. And Leto tells Paul the Emperor only did this to piss off the uh, Harkonnens. Harkonnens. I'm saying Harkonnens. And then I'm going to say Acherus. You're wrong. <laughs> and that they'll try to kill him uh, to get their, uh, their place back, you know. And we'll both lose money, but the uh, and it'll give the emperor more power. But hopefully, if we can work with the freemen mm-hmm. or fremen, mm-hmm. you know, we'll work it out. You know, because I don't think he wants to murder all the freemen like mm-hmm. the Harkonnen said. Yeah. And so Leto tells Paul that it's time to start learning what I do on a daily basis, and uh, Paul tells him like, uh, you know, oh, okay. he, Paul starts doubting himself. He's like, yeah. okay, well, what if I'm not the future of the house? And Leto's like, uh, uh, I wanted to. Like, what run off and be a pilot, you yeah. know? Like, Star Wars reference. it's not a Star Wars reference. Also, never mind. Do you know what he did in Star Wars? What? Like, before he joined the Resistance? What? He was a spice runner. I get cocaine. <laughs> so, he was the Star Wars version of a drug dealer. Which I think is kind of fucked up that they gave a Latino character the role of a drug dealer. It's Hollywood, bro. But it is what it is. It's it's Disney, so. Disney says bark and people say, oh. Jump how high. But anyway, I like the relationship between Leto and his son, though. It's just very sweet. Like, the- we can tell that Paul doesn't want to disappoint, you know, his father. But as well, he doesn't want to, like, disappoint the king and the kingdom. Yeah. And he's just like, hey. The I king and the he kingdom. He basically says, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love you any less, you know, if you decide you don't want this life. Mm-hmm. You know? 
He's basically giving him an owl. I don't know if they said this in the movie, mm-hmm. but in the book he says, like, I, I don't know if it's this scene or if mm-hmm. it's a scene later mm-hmm. in the book, but he's like, I'll love you more than any mistake you can make. More son and father relationships like that, please. That is so fucking beautiful, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of parent I want to fucking be. So the next scene, we see Paul fight training, and Thanos tells him to stop practicing with his back to the wall. And Paul is like, I knew it was you from your footsteps. And Thanos is like, oh, yeah. Thanos. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, well, someone can imitate me. And I'm like, Cap, who would go that far? Cap. Christian, who would go that far? Me. Oh, my goodness. So since Idaho is gone, Thanos is Paul's new, like, instructor. Like fencing, sword fighting, fighter instructor. <laughs> sword. And he's like really hard on Paul. We get to see like the Holtzman shield in action. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? Holtzman shield? Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, it's their shield. Yeah, but it's more like a literary device. What do you mean? That happens in other books, you know? What? It's like, oh, this is a shield that protects your entire body from dying, but only for a limited time. Oh. It's a literary device. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's like That's this. What it's, called. it's like this force field around them, mm. by the way. But um, I think I think it's like a really weird force field because it can still like let things through. It be, yeah, but it gives you enough time to like run away from that situation, you know. I guess. I mean. But I do get it. It prolongs your death. If- yeah, it prolongs your death. That's a really good way of putting it. Thank you. Guys, have you ever seen Lynch's version, like the 1984? The shields look like something out of Minecraft, I swear to God. Dude, I I have seen that, and they're, like, very polygonal. <laughs> and you're like... They said. Because that's why I was really, like... Mm-hmm. Their shield, I just thought, like... I didn't click to me that that's what those were. I just thought our DVD was messy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I saw this at a young age, Okay. <laughs> You got me wanting to watch this shit now. The 1984 version? It's long and it's so fucking boring, bro. It it just looks so bad. (laughs) I know, and when we finally see, like, the Baron, bro... Was it, like, the 80s version or the... Dude, it was 1984. Yeah. So, like... Dude, I... Okay, Patrick Stewart was in this. I didn't imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, like, okay, listen. Like... The way that uh, the Baron is portrayed in the 1980s war version. Have you ever seen, like, Austin Powers? And that big Scottish guy he plays literally looks like him. Literally looks like him. I suppose. And it didn't occur to me until I watched the new dude that that was supposed to be him. So when somebody told me that, I said, no way. (laughs) It's like when you're flying in your little cave. In my what? Your little cave. Oh my god. <laughs> Looks like your little tunnel that you're about to build. That's you building a tunnel. You're really Minecrafting his way out of this one. <laughs> Guys, I'm so serious. Look up, like, Dune, like, shield nut practice, like, 1984 or whatever. Like, dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. I love it. Oh my god. I've been staring at this for five hours. <laughs> so... Paul puts up a good fight, but Thanos is better. And Paul is like, I'm not in the mood. And, like, super serious Thanos is like, you need to fight no matter what mood you're in. Mm -hmm. Which makes Paul fight a little harder, but loses on a technicality. You lost on a technicality. 
Do you think they rarely use uh, shields in their sleep? Because I feel like that'd be super helpful, low-key. I don't know. It's enough to, like, get away. Perhaps. I mean, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like they have all these guards. They should be fine. Like, no one could kill them. And if they tried, like, that person, like, that is being killed would be noticed, right? Yeah, but, like... Did I find a plot hole? Probably. (laughs) I like it. So... Thanos scares Paul into being like, hey, like, these Harkonnens, these Harkonnens, they're greedy, okay? And they will kill for power. So stop dicking around. Stop dicking around. Stop dicking around, bro. Take this seriously. Yeah, I do feel like Paul has no idea what's about to happen. Okay, so next we cut to Jadid Prime, the homeworld. Jadid. It's shithead. I thought that was funny. Stupid, but it's a home world of House Harkonnen. And we see Batista again. And everyone is bald, by the way. Bald! It's scary bald, looking. Why is everybody on this bald. planet scary looking? Everyone on this planet is so scary looking. Like, I'm terrified. Bald. So we meet the Lord Baron, who is taking, like, a mist shower. But he's played by Stellan Skarsgård, and he is informed that their last of their ships have officially left. Stellan Akaris and... Arrakis. 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 That's four. <laughs> it's definitely four. I just don't get it. I'm I don't like... know. Akaris. <laughs> so Raven kind of loses his cool for a second. About I almost how the... lost my cool name. <laughs> how the Emperor took everything away from them. And the Baron tells us that the Emperor is a jealous man and knows that Atreides is moving up the social ladder. Goddamn. So I asked, like... Both houses know what the Emperor's planning, so why aren't they fi- not fighting him? I don't get it. Like, you would I think like they, they would. I feel like they can. They see, like, oh, the Emperor won't wipe us out. But it's like, you would think they would work together to defeat the Emperor, but then I thought maybe that's a, that happens in the later books. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's crazy. So next we cut to his ship landing as Lady Jessica prays and feels the presence of her sisters. Mm. She goes and wakes up Paul and tells him to get dressed and just to follow her. So he does, and we learn that Jessica's old teacher, the Reverend Mother, wants to meet Paul, and that it's probably a good idea to check his vitals before he goes to meet this woman. How would you react in this situation? I'd be like... Excuse me? What do you mean by that? I'd be so scared. So his pediatrician warns him, like, hey, no disrespect to your mom's here, but like this cult looks out for themselves, so like tread carefully. So he tells Lady Jessica, he's like, hey, his vital's good, you know? So uh, so I guess the Bene Gesserit are walking up to the castle, right? Of mm-hmm. House of Treaties. Um in the halls we see like a bull mounted and it takes me out of it, like, every time. Like, I know it's important to the theme of the story, right? But if you can check someone's vitals by, like, just touching them. Yeah. Like, how are you still, like, hunting, like, bulls? You know what I mean? Hunting bulls? Well, the bull is mounted up. Yeah. Like, you would think, out of all the things that are here, why is something that prehistoric? Like, like nobody does fights bulls anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and this is supposed to be the future. It was a bison, wasn't it? I thought it was a bison. I think it's like a bull. buffalo. Or, it's a bull. Or was it like a cow? It's a bull. Oh. Yeah, because you know they keep referencing the bullfighting. Oh yeah. That's yeah. True. I don't know. Maybe. But you know what I mean? Like that's something you'd find. Like I mean, taxidermy doesn't ever like. You know, like go we don't see any animals. We don't need to. We see one. 
We see two, technically. Okay, I'll give you that. They pay me in warm. So his mother prepares him for as much as she can by signing to him that he needs to remember his training. Mm-hmm. We see Paul enter this huge library and sitting at one of the many chairs is a fucking Dementor from Harry Potter. Like, this lady is so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like, it's giving woman in black. She's like... Dude, uh, and her voice is even scarier. What's in the box? <laughs> Pain. The lady says that Paul has defiance in his eyes like his father's. Uh, and Lady Jessica tells Paul to do whatever uh, Mother Revan tells him to do and kind of just leaves I think it's crazy to note that up until this point like we've seen Lady Jessica is always like 10 steps ahead of everyone else and she's like smart and cool and collected right but this lady is terrified and can't even look like the Mother Reverend like in the eye yeah so that kind of gives us a clue. she's the head of the Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of just gives us a clue of, like, how important these women are, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I just, know. like, and I know that Jessica's kind of, like, she knows what she has to do, but she's still upset that she has to put her own child through this. Like, this is hard for her. Like, it's not easy for her to put her son through this, you know? She knows. Yeah. And I think that's where Jessica, like, really, like feels more human because the Ben Gesserit like they're not human you know what I mean like I mean, they're, they're human, yeah but they're, but they're like, like emotionless they don't act like real people yeah and like with Jessica like she struggles really hard to keep her emotions in check definitely like I don't know I just really like that I like that as her character flaw you know yeah and so Paul is like he looks at, he looks at this lady and is like all right so what like what's the deal here and uh uh Paul like the Reverend Mother uses like the voice on him mm-hmm. or whatever and uh we get to see how it works because paul doesn't even remember doing the task like that was asked of him. i know it kind of like, just cuts to the next thing yes it's so stark mm-hmm. and you're like he's already like right in front of her yeah it's so crazy and so the reverend uh reveals to paul like a box with like an opening like to put his hand in mm-hmm. and she's like oh you know like put your right hand in it and he hesitates and she's like your mother told told you to listen to me you know and uh I don't know. I just, I don't know. She's very intimidating. Yeah. And Paul, and Paul's like, "What's in there?" And he, she's just like, "Pain." Uh, and if you don't, uh, and she like holds a poison needle like to his neck, and mm-hmm. if you like take your hand out, uh, out of the box, you'll die. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What's in it?" Pain. You know. And that's where that's where she says that. Yeah. And he, uh, he's like, "Why are you doing this?" And she's like, "I wonder what you'll do." <laughs> And so we hear the box working. He's like, he has his hand in there and it's mm-hmm. just hurting like a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, obviously not having a good time. Mm-hmm. And Lady Jessica, I guess, can feel her son's pain. And yeah. she's like trying not to vomit. I don't, I don't know. She might've just been like, or she didn't want to like scream or something. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks like she was going to vomit. Anyway, and Paul's like moaning and groaning and uh, Sahara <laughs> liked it a lot. She's like, oh, Timmy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and Paul just starts like crying and grunting from the pain and he's about to like pass out and Paul and uh Lady Jessica is like you know like trying to like stay calm or whatever and uh and Lady Jessica is like trying to stay calm and whatnot because she knows she just put her son through this and Paul he's able to like control himself and we see like shots of like flame and sand and the Reverend is like um that's something and one of the <laughs> I'm a gay coquito. That's what it sounds like. Sing it, sing it. I'm a gay coquito. Gay 
<laughs> That's literally what it sounds like. <laughs> That's mean. But anyway, there was that vocalization of, ah, or whatever. But like, and we hear that. And uh, uh, we see uh, people being like scorched by the sun, burning bodies, and it's like super scary and whatnot. And uh, the test ends, and Paul, I guess, passed, and the Reverend, the Reverend Mother is like, oh, you're very powerful. And that, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, if he took his hand out, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck, bitch? So, like, in the book, uh-huh. um, she didn't know, like, what he, she was expecting, uh-huh. but, like, he, like, lasted longer than, like, anybody ever had. So, Mary Sue. Oh, my God. Mary Sue. <gasps> no, because he's literally a Jesus. Ouch. He's a Jesus Christ archetype. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally, that's his whole purpose. He said. <laughs> How long do you think you could last? I, it depends on what kind of pain it is. Pain that would like make you want to throw up. But I mean, I can have a baby, so like, let me get back to that. Worse, kidney stones. I heard kidney stones are easier because we've given birth, but I hear they're worse. I know, so I don't know. Because you have like it's going through like a tube, you know, and we've. It's a sharp rock. Yeah. I used to think kidney stones were like jewels that people collected. And then I'd be like, because whenever somebody said they had a kidney stone passed, and I was like, well, at least you can sell them. <laughs> and they would just laugh at me. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> call my mom. Call my mom right now. <laughs> I don't want to call your mom. You're lying, and that's weird. Do you want me to, no. want me to call? Improve it? No. She'll probably back me up. <laughs> so the Reverend Mother explains that Paul is powerful, and that if he didn't have control of whatever it is he has, they would have to kill him because he's a threat to them. So Jessica is able to come back in, and we finally get to dive in what Paul is seeing in his dreams. He tells him that it's a girl he jumped of many times before, and the Reverend asked if he thinks he can basically see the future or the present, and he's like, I don't know. She's like, okay, cool. My work here is done. Goodbye. Oh, well. That's literally how she is. She's like, okay. Not my job. Yeah, literally. Go ahead and clock out for me. (laughs) So Jessica walks out with them, like, you know, taking the Reverend Mother back to her ship. She's like, you're too hard on him. Yeah. Mama's boys, I swear to fucking God, bro. Y'all are the big... boy moms? Dude, I fucking hate boy moms. Get the boy moms fuck out of here. mama's boys. What's worse? Sahara watches children for reverence, so... Boy moms. Boy moms? They're the fucking worst. Like, I get that's your baby, and I get that's your fucking son, okay? We get it. Because you're basically having a little boy. Your husband has a little boy. It's basically mm-hmm. what you've always wanted. And the Reverend is like, you literally taught him our ways, which is like a huge no-no. And uh, he wields the power that like only we can possess. And he had to be tested. No, no. read the script. I'm not reading the script. That's weird. He's like, he had to be tested the limits. And she was like, honestly, like, yeah. Like, why would Jessica could do all that? Literally. Like, why? And so we learned that Jessica was told to have only girls at this point. Like that thing I was mentioning earlier, she was supposed to have a girl. And, uh... Jessica's like, oh, uh, well, and, uh, yeah, and the teacher's like, oh, you're selfish, Mm -hmm. uh, because that could have, uh, because, uh, that could have been your own child back there, Mm -hmm. uh, and it seems that you just don't, don't care, you know, which is, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of, kind of right, 
And so the Reverend warns Jessica that Paul is too young to take on the responsibility that Jessica wants so bad. And the Reverend is like, uh, we have backup if Paul ends up failing. So, which is, is that hinting at, like, that she's pregnant? Well, I'm assuming that's the girl she's supposed to have. I'm pretty sure she is pregnant. Like She is pregnant. She's pregnant, yes. But I think, um, I just assume that's the girl she was supposed to have is what she's having. Because I think, because, you know, she was supposed to and her daughter was supposed to have him. Yeah. So I think that's more of a like, okay, well, if this fails, we still have your daughter. That makes sense. That's is what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah. Anyway, and so Jessica watches them leave and, uh, you know, they're gone mm-hmm. very fast. And we see that Paul this whole time is just like listening mm-hmm. to all of that. And Paul's like, uh, at, goes to his mom, is like, so what does all that mean? And Jessica's like, there's really a lot you don't understand. Uh, like what the whole purpose of like the Benjazer is mm-hmm. for and uh, we've been carefully in hopes of having the one mm-hmm. and Jessica like is more like a power- mind powerful enough to bridge time and space and that will help bring everyone into a better future so pretty much Jesus Christ yeah uh, and Jessica explains that many people believe he's close to coming now while others like herself believe he's already here uh, and so Paul tells her that all this stuff is part of a bigger plan and he just looks like uh he looks kind of sad, honestly. Yeah. Like, because he was listening. Yeah. Or whatever. And he feels like he's a failure. Yeah, I have noticed. I don't think he thinks he's a failure. I think, like, this is too much too fast, you know? They already have to go to um that Spice Planet. I can't say it, okay? Arrakis. Fuck. He already has to go on the Spice Planet. He's leaving everything he knows behind. And now he's finding out that he's supposed to be the Jesus. Like, that's a lot to take in. And I think Paul compared to... Paul in the beginning of the movie and Paul at the end of the movie are two completely different people. Definitely. Like. I mean, one of them starting a space jihad, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Literally. And I'm just like, I can tell where the transition where Paul wants to be a child, but then like after. Interstellar holy war. <laughs> so the next scene, we see this huge ass submarine emerge from the water like a whale. And it has, like, arrival vibes once it starts flowing out of the water. Mm. Did you think that? Yeah. Because I did. That was my first thought. Oh, that's a, that's a big boat. We cut to Paul looking at the flowers and say goodbye to his childhood planet that he's known forever. People pack everything in crates, including the bullhead. And we even see Chalamet contemplate life into the sunset. you me. So we see House Atreides land in a carrot. Acarus? You wrote Acarus, but it's Arrakis. Arrakis! You keep writing it wrong. I feel I like that's what's messing you up. Maybe. But anyway, and so I love I love this whole scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of people made fun of it. Like, why the fuck do they have bagpipes? Yeah. A lot of people made fun of that, but I thought it was cool. And I love how the, like this film is like trying to introduce us mm-hmm. like to them as they're the other, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, they're weird. Mm-hmm. And so we see the family like super nervous, and the guards are on high alert, and like they put their shield on. And uh, we see uh, uh, that one guy who was training. Thanos. You call him Thanos. What's his name? Stick to the bit. What's his name? I don't know. All right. The guy who plays Thanos but was also training Timothy Chalamet with the shields earlier. We see him have this book and uh, I believe that it's him trying to like learn the language, you know, Uh but it's also, it could just be a regular old book. Yeah. Uh, And so I know that you really like the outfit that... uh, Paul's mom was wearing. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. Okay, cool. So, so, Rebecca Ferguson, 
So freaking gorgeous, bro. So the costume designers, Jacqueline West and Bob Morgan, wanted this sci-fi world to resemble medieval, medieval European court. And thus the costumes reflect that really well. Also, another fact is that whenever Jessica told Paul to wear his regal suit, it uh, like to meet the emperor's like uh, herald, their costumes are a reference to the Romanovs, rulers of Russia before they were assassinated. And I think that's such great storytelling, like not only in the lines and like what the actors speak, but also in what they wear, because it all kind of fits together in like this complex story. Yeah. It's much bigger than it is, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Do you like that fact? I, I read like, it on Vogue, bro. I do like that fact. That's actually pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, I, I know. Love, I love seeing, like, inspiration. Dude, sure. I know. And so we see all the sand, and really that's about it. We can't see anything else. But then uh, this bagpiper announces the arrival of Duke, Leto, and, and family. <laughs> and family. <laughs> and Paul sees, like, uh, the general from earlier in the mm. movie. Uh, and he goes, uh, he runs up and hugs him or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, it's really cute how he's like, he's finally seeing all these people that he's grown up with. Again. Yeah. Like, because they remind him of home. Yeah. And so his family walks into the city. Uh, the people that are there, some of the, fr- they're, well, they're not Fremen, but they are like natives to Arrakis, see him. And they're calling him uh, Al Gaib. No, Lisan Al Gaib. Oh, sorry. I, I missed the line. Lisan Al Gaib? Yeah. Yeah. Lisan Al Gaib. And everyone is like screaming and like getting on their knees, like and like reaching out in Paul's direction. And family is like, "That's weird." And they get on this like like dragonfly like shaped like copter. Uh-huh. If that makes sense, like its wings like just flutter instead of like rotate or mm-hmm. anything. And uh, they're flying to where they're going to be staying. And the general tells them like, "Oh, don't worry. The people follow their rules." Uh, and uh, the old masters, the Harkonnens, gave them mandatory attendance. Like they had to show up for everything like that. And so. Uh, Which kind of says how cruel they are. They make people stand outside in the hot sun. Yeah. And so we see them take uh, off. Paul and his mom. uh, We see them take off. Yeah. On the plane. Yeah, like on the plane. We see them uh, take off and they're like shouting. uh, Like, oh, what are they shouting, you know? And uh, they're like, oh, it means a voice from the other world. And that's like their word for like. Not their word. That's like what they call like their uh, messianic figure, you Mm -hmm. know, like their savior. Wild. Which, which, mm, for, foreshadowing. <laughs> and so Jessica, like, continues explaining that the Ben Jesuit have been uh, here at work. And uh, I forget what it's called, um, but... God. Keep reading. Keep reading. Just keep no. reading. I bet we're thinking of the same thing. We're not. Are you thinking of the cave? No. Oh. <laughs> so I mention that. The Ben Jesuit, I can't remember. It's called the... Missionaric, like mm-hmm. missionary, mm-hmm. missionaric something. But I read this about when I was researching for this in the book. They had been on Dune for pretty much as long as anyone mm-hmm. had been on Dune, the Ben Gesserit, mm-hmm. and they instilled their religion into the Fremen. Oh, wow. So them, the Fremen and the Ben Gesserit, whether or not they two actually know it, mm-hmm. were worshiping the same, like their like guy that will lead them into the new age, mm-hmm. into the new age, the mm-hmm. Ben Jesuits, is the Fremen's Messiah. I know. So Paul. Yeah. And that it works out so well. Yeah. I kind of got that, yeah. It's insane. Anyway, go on. Okay. So Paul is like to plant superstition and Jessica is like, no, these people truly believe in their Messiah. And she like gets offended and is like, they see you and they see the signs and Paul's like, they only see what they've been told to see, which is very the cave of them. Do you know what that means, Christian? No. <gasps> I know what it means. What is it? Like, uh, like that one Greek philosopher with like the guys in the cave. 
Can they see the shadows on the wall? Yeah. I learned and that then one psychology. Of them just brought out. I learned that psychology last semester. And his eyes adjust and see the the real world. He comes back to tell them that they're afraid. They're mm-hmm. like, no. So next we see the family flying to the city, and there is a desert. Okay. Before we get started, we're about to reach out with it. So, Probably. guys, it's definitely gonna be a part two. I say honestly, this is a really good part. Like we're getting to Arrakis, uh-huh. and we did all the beforehand and whatnot. This will probably get edited down. Yeah. As well, mm-hmm. and we'll probably add more to this. But mm-hmm. I'd say this is a pretty good stopping point. Ooh. So, Ooh, go team. If we have a part two, maybe. Maybe. Never know. When it's posted, I'll retweet it. Who directed our... Dune? Uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis what? Villeneuve. Villanueva. That's. <laughs> You're awful. Villeneuve. <laughs> Granted, he is like he is. <laughs> Gr- granted, he is Canadian French, so it, it, it could be Villeneuve. could still be Villeneuve. He is French-Canadian, so... <laughs> oh my god! Christian is like, you are wrong, Sahara, you stupid woman. <laughs> <coughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. How he pronounces name. <laughs> like, look up an interview with him and he'll pronounce it. Well, there's the pronunciation key. Wait, hold on. <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> hold on. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. His name is Dennis. <laughs> 
he'll, he, uh, okay, so we're both wrong. He's, he's French Canadian. I know. So probably the way I pronounced it was right, huh? Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. That's literally what I said. You said Denis Vill- Villeneuve. That is not what I you said. Okay, now you're turning, You said Denis. You, being, you just said you... Denis. You just said Denis. last name whatever we're both wrong <laughs> this is you're so fucking funny bro it's even more funny because you were fucking serious bro i thought you were joking what you... villanueva that's how people that's how the name is outside oh outside of the small sub, oh sub set of like french canada my bad <laughs> christian the name fucking looks french <laughs> No what? Yes, it does, bro. Yes, it does. His name's Dennis, bro. <laughs> Denis. <laughs> it's pronounced Satine. <laughs>